everyone, and welcome to the Leadership on Mission podcast, a discussion on leadership and the mission of God from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Chad Williams, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about purpose and specifically how to discern what your purpose is. What does that mean? What, what does it look like for you to follow God's purpose for your life? And there's a lot of misconceptions about purpose, actually. And we're going to talk about that on the podcast today. But it's a question I get a lot as a pastor. And the question sounds a lot like, what should I be doing with my life? Uh, I've yet to meet a person that at least at some point in their lives has not struggled with that question. I think we all have at some point. And the question is easy to answer in one way. And then it's also kind of impossible to answer uh, in another uh, for someone else. So when you're asked, Hey, what, what's God doing in my life? What, uh, what should I be doing with my life? It's it's uh, there's a really simple answer, and then there's a really complex application to that answer. Like on one hand, our purpose as humans, made in the image of God, is not so much discovered as it is embraced. And, and biblically speaking, our purpose is assigned by God. It is given to us. And uh, recently, I just preached a sermon at my church from Hebrews 2 on this very issue, and the passage in Hebrews 2 cites Psalm 8, and what is man that you are mindful of him, and kind of our place uh, in the universe and our purpose uh, assigned to us by God. But specifically, the the purpose of all of creation, including man, is to show that Jesus is better that's Colossians 1, 15 through 18. It's to show that Jesus is more impressive. And so that's certainly uh, one take on purpose. The other, the other take on purpose comes from Genesis 1, 28. And it's typically referred to as the creation mandate. And I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to read it. But the idea here is that God has assigned man's purpose and did so when he created him. And the, the text says, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So our purpose assigned to us by God is to rule and reign over creation. And the, the theological term or uh, the theological reality, the word that should be used there is we are vice regents. A vice regent is someone who's been assigned by a sovereign ruler to steward something. That's that's us. And so God creates us, and then he gives us purpose. The purpose is to rule and reign over all of creation. We are to bring it under under our dominion. And so that means we're to bring order where there's chaos, that was the original commission. It's the original Great Commission, actually, uh, in the Old Testament to Adam. And Adam, of course, fails to fulfill his purpose assigned to him by God. Uh, not only does he not bring all of creation under subjection to him and under his leadership and under his rule and his reign, uh, he actually can't even keep the garden because the serpent gets into the garden. And so Adam fails to subdue the serpent. 
And we have the world we have now where uh, leadership is frustrating. Our purpose uh, feels hard to understand. It feels hard to fulfill. There's frustration and so on and so forth. So there's reasons we feel this way. And there's reasons why it's, it's, it's hard for us to understand what we are to do in this fallen world. Um, if you really want to get into kind of a, a really top level understanding of purpose, the Westminster Shorter Catechism uh, actually frames it for us uh, with the, the, the catechism question, what is the chief end of man? And the answer being man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And so if someone were to ask me, what's, what's my purpose? What, 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 am, what am I supposed to do with my life? And that's a common question we're going to get as leaders. Uh, people look to leaders for purpose. They look to leaders for clarity. They look to leaders for direction, vision, so on and so forth. Um, we could answer, and it would be right. It would be biblically correct to say, okay, your, your purpose is to glorify God. That's your chief end. It is to glorify God. It is to enjoy him forever. Got it? Okay. But what about a possible career change for someone? Or what about this nagging feeling that people experience all the time that I'm just not doing what I should be doing? What about a possible change in educational pursuit, for example? Like there are all kinds of honest and worthy questions that leaders have to help people wrestle with all the time that aren't answered by just glorify God and enjoy him forever. I mean, that is the great overarching purpose, certainly, But how do we actually get into the nitty-gritty of that and discern what it is that we are to do or which opportunity would be best or or how can we leverage our lives the most effectively for the glory of God? How can we get maximum enjoyment out of him forever? Like, how can we do that? And there's a really helpful book I'm going to recommend uh, by a guy named Jordan Rayner. And Jordan wrote a book called Master of One. It came out, I believe, in 2020. Master of One, and the subtitle is Find and Focus on What You Were Created to Do. Master of One, Find and Focus What You Were Created to Do. And I'll actually include uh, a link to the book on Amazon in the show notes. But there's a really helpful uh, section in the book where Jordan says you should ask yourself three questions if you're trying to discern uh, what your purpose is and kind of how to fulfill it best. And the first question is you were to ask, what am I passionate about? And he says this in the book, uh, more often than not, passions and preexisting interests serve as signposts pointing the way to the work we are uniquely gifted to do. And he, he writes a little later in the book, God has created each of us with certain passions and interests and understanding them can be incredibly useful in identifying clues as to which work we might do exceptionally well. And that is ultimately what we're looking for. The one thing we can do most extraordinarily well for God's glory and the good of others. So ask yourself what you're passionate about. What are you passionate about? What excites you? What is that thing that when you do it, there is a certain energy that you have about getting up that morning to do? What is it? And Rainer highlights in the book uh, the key role that passion plays in our life pursuits. And he's quick to point out, though, that passion isn't enough. And that is true because the truth of the matter is I don't care what you're doing. I don't care uh, which route you take or what your occupation is every day. Uh, There's going to be days where your passion level just wanes. 
That is going to happen. And the longer you do a certain thing, the more frequently you're probably going to wrestle with that. So ultimately, uh, passion can provide some directional clarity for what you should be doing. But passions wane and passions deceive and uh, so on and so forth. I, mean, I have a passion for preaching, uh, but I have endured some long-ish seasons uh, where my passion for preaching has waned. I mean, there's a myriad of reasons why passions kind of brighten and dim over time. So it's helpful in the initial phases when you're trying to discern, hey, which direction should I go? Um, But passion can be deceptive, so be careful there. As you pursue direction, uh, start with what you love to do, but don't stop there. Don't stop at the passion level. Uh, Or else you're going to be finding yourself kind of changing course constantly because when your passions drop, for a certain thing, you're going to be swerving into something different. So just be cautious there. Uh, there's a the, One of the quickest ways to ensure you're not going to grow over time is to keep changing everything in your life. Like just keep hitting the reset button. That typically is a sign of spiritual immaturity because it says, ah, I'm going to start this whole thing over. And you think the problem is the thing, but in all actuality, the problem is with you. It's not that that thing is broken and is now not giving you joy, or it's not that that uh, job is broken and now not giving you joy. The problem is you're broken, and so your ability to uh, embrace joy when your passions drop, uh, that's the issue. That's the struggle. And so be cautious of that. Question number two, what gifts has God given me? That's the second way to understand or to uh, start to pick apart what it is God's calling you to do. Ask yourself, what gifts is God giving me? And, and, and Romans twelve six pops into my head when I think about this. Uh, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. And so uh, think about and, and ask around. Ask those in community with you. This is where Christian community is so important for leaders and so important for, for any of us, really. Ask yourself, You know, what are some of the things that when I do, they get affirmed by the community God's placed around me? Gifts are sovereignly uh, distributed by God. So there are many things that I wish I was good at that I'm not. And embracing that other people have been put around me by God to affirm what gifts he's given me uh, will make a world of difference uh, if you're looking to discern your purpose. So start with what are you passionate about? And then the next question I ask, what gifts has God given me specifically? Uh, In the book, Rainer writes this. He says, if you're looking for work you can be passionate about over a long period of time, spend less time worrying about your pre-existing passions and much more time figuring out which work you're disproportionately gifted at. So rather than focusing primarily on your happiness, focus on finding work you can do to be the most value to other people. Such a good word. Such a good word. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, question number three, uh, and this is the final question, is we're discerning uh, purpose. Question number three, uh, where do I have the most opportunity to glorify God and serve others? Where do I have the most opportunity to glorify God and serve others? Uh, Rainer writes this, when searching for opportunities that marry our passions and our gifts, we ought to choose work that is sustainable, productive, and useful to our neighbors. In other words, our one thing ought to be where our passions and gifts collide with the greatest opportunity to love and serve others through their 
through masterful work. So helpful. Uh, ask yourself, what scenario would, would, would those passions you have and the gifts you've been given by God uh, align up and create the most opportunity to be used? Um, what you should be doing um, should be considered through the lens of where God has placed you. Typically speaking, if you're not using your gifts where you are, there's a very, very low chance you're going to use your gifts where you're not. In other words, are you maximizing your impact where you are, where God has placed you? Are you using your gifts where God already has you? And then God will affirm giftings and he will focus our passions and he will do it through community, through the local church, through uh, the gospel community that you're a part of. And so certainly as you're helping others think through their purpose. These are great places to start. Ask these three questions. They will not tell you if you should take the job or not. They will not tell you if you should move or not, but they will help you filter basically through those decisions. And they will help you make the right decision with the biggest aim in mind, which is to glorify God in whatever you do. Hope this has been helpful. Let me encourage you, leave a five-star rating, uh, leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast, share with a friend. Hopefully uh, you can help others as leaders discern purpose in your own, in their lives and ultimately uh, you can discern God's purpose in yours. God is doing something big through us and it's as big as the universe and it is all for his glory and that is good news. We'll see you next time.